my pastor gave me a an uh like an authentic leather bible yeah buddy i remember that that was like that was like three days after i met you it smells so good it still does oh my gosh smells like a beauty hey hey. i don't operate off what y'all think i'm supposed to be doing (laughs) i trust god And it's gon' stay like that. I take pride in the what God got going. Slipped on artists, wake them up, toy on. I run with a king, so this prince got a charm. If they tell you any difference, it was just a false alarm. False alarm. Show you why I've been, and I'ma tell you why I'm going. And you probably ain't invited. You don't like that. What'd you get? You got a new uh, journal? Yeah, man. I've never actually had like a an actual like just dedicated to reading my bible journal oh and so nice. i told you how i'm big on leather yeah like this one here oh no my bookmark just fell out but i know where i am that's good uh, i just love leather so much same dude and so i went and picked up a jenna said she needed a notepad for just like writing down scripture writing down words from god prayers things like that yeah uh, so I figured, hey, I'm going to Walmart to get some other stuff. May as well pick that up too, you know? Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I actually got a story about that. I, uh, I I don't know if we were even, I'm sure we were friends at this point, but uh, yeah, we probably were. My pastor gave me a, an, uh, like an authentic leather Bible. Yeah, buddy. I remember that. That, I was like, that was like three days after I met you. It smells so good. It still does? Oh my gosh. Smells like a beauty. That's wicked, man. Yeah, yeah. I love the smell of leather. Yeah, so good. Um, okay, so we are continuing um, our talk on theology, um, and we decided this week we were going to discuss um, gifts of the spirit, um, which is definitely controversial. Um, there's different sides on this, whether they are for the church today or not. Um, and most specifically, today we're going to talk about prophetic words, um, so words of knowledge, words of, words of wisdom, things like that. Um, are they biblical? And if so, um, do we have any experience with them? And, um, and why do we think that they're being used in the church today? Um, so talk to me a little bit about uh, like what your beliefs are on them, and then uh, I'll go ahead and follow you up on what I believe. Cool, man. Um, so... I'm not, uh, my beliefs aren't, don't run too deep on, um, like I, I just, I straight up believe that there are people who are gifted, um, from hearing directly from God when it comes to certain people, um, just be walking through a mall or walking through whatever, and just be given a word to go and speak to somebody. I know people like that personally in my own life. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a strong believer that God will speak directly to somebody and give them a word that will impact the person and whether it be directly lead them right to Christ in that moment or simply just to plant a seed that God will cultivate. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big, strong believer in that. Cool. Yeah. I, um, so I've got, um, I've got two, um, beliefs on it. Um, one would be, yes, I believe in, uh, the prophetic gift of the spirit. Um, but also I guess my second belief on it is just a little disclaimer on what the two types of like words of prophecy are. Um, and I'm not talking about words of wisdom and words of knowledge. I'm talking about specifically, 
um, what is actually biblical when giving a word and what are the two ways to give words um, that are prophetic. So one would be um, when you speak the word of God, um, you're prophesying it uh, because you're speaking it out what's already true that's been written in canonized scripture. So um, that's a form of prophecy where you just read the word out loud um, or to yourself or over somebody or something like that because it's the promises of God and the truth of God that's already been revealed through the text. That's cool. So, yeah, so there's one form of prophecy, but then the other um, is more of the spiritual gift, um, and that would be like words of knowledge and wisdom, um, which I fully believe in um, as long as they don't contradict Scripture. Mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. um, because the written word is our authority in speaking things and believing things, right? Um, but then second, as long as it doesn't, um, I would say, um, have to do with, I don't think that anybody should give a word on, like, who you should be with, um, like, uh, like uh, damning messages, things like that. Because I think that, um, I don't think that, so the, the spiritual gifts are meant to like build up the believers, um, not like manipulate or cause confusion or cause confusion. Yeah. Correct. I actually, there was something in my church, um, again, trying to avoid name drops, but, uh, <laughs> there was a situation that took place where there was some, there was something spoken over, over somebody that they would be with the first person who told them they love them. That's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Then it starts falling into, well, there was someone in grade three who told me they love me. There was Mm. this guy who told me he loved me, but this guy showed me he loved me, but this guy or girl, whatever. Yeah. You know? So like in that instance, it's super confusing because, Mm. uh, yeah, you're left open to, so you're left open to a word at this point. It's like, when I hear this word, I know to pounce, I know to move. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's confusion True. is one of those things that uh you want to try to keep out of it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And and speaking on confusion, I think that or I believe that also it should be a confirming word. So, um confusion like if there's contradiction that causes confusion. So if you believe that the Lord has told you to do one thing, um based on what he's told you, what he's revealed in scripture and what you really feel um is is godly and right and someone comes along and says nope that's not what god told me god actually said this be careful of that person mm-hmm. um because god is not going to god's not a, he's not the author of confusion he's not going to contradict himself so if you feel firmly that god has spoken something to you and he's revealed it both in scripture and through yourself if the third party comes along and says nope god said this instead you're hearing wrong be very careful of that because most yeah. of the time it's definitely not true Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the the devil is trying to sneak his way in there. Absolutely, I actually, um, I, uh, yeah, we we don't want to talk about churches or name dropping. I I had an experience one time, um, where a lady, um, pulled me out of service. Um, this was when Susan and I were about two weeks out from our wedding, and she pulled me out of service and she said, "Houston, uh, the Lord spoke to me on something, and I need to talk with you." And she's like, um. God said, cut off your marriage. Don't marry her. She doesn't love you. And I'm like, absolutely not. Get behind me, (laughs) Satan. Uh, God has revealed to me over and over and over and over again um, 
that I'm supposed to be with Susan, who's my wife now. Um, but also after that happened, somehow a rumor got spread about Susan and I being unpure. Um, and it was tracked back to the person who gave me the false word. So a lot of times there's manipulation that goes on in the church. So be very aware of people, especially um, if they try to title themselves um, prophet. So yeah. if you if you hear somebody say, oh, I'm a prophet or something like that, <laughs> don't buy that stuff. Like yeah, you sure may you... have a prophetic gifting, but not a prophet. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. Well, it's funny because like you, uh, I, I think I briefly told you the story of, of Jenna and I, um, I think you referred it back to like a movie or something like that. <laughs> um, maybe I don't remember say it. It'll, it'll ring a bell. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So man, sometimes I look back on things and I'm like, like, I see how I'm raising Benjamin. Well, how we're raising Benjamin and mm -hmm. Simeon just to be godly and have God at the center of their lives. And I look back on things and I'm like, man, if I would have had that, mm. I would have made such better decisions, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. And one thing that my dad said at a really young age, <clears throat> he was like, if you love God with all your heart, he will bring, the, he will bring your wife to you. You don't Absolutely. have to search for your wife. He'll bring her Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So this was something that I knew and I understood, but... Because there was nothing like, there was no praying and seeking. Like, we have Benjamin praying for his wife. He doesn't know mm -hmm. her. He doesn't, he's never had a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But he's already at this day praying into his wife. That's awesome. And so if I would have been doing things like that, I feel like a lot of things would have been revealed to me. Um, but Jenna, she, uh, she was told at a, at a really young age that she was going to marry me. Um, when she was 16, she got her first word and it was just like, she, she was faithful to it. She, wow. she was honorable to what she felt God saying. And there were moments where she was like, God, he's over there living in Montreal, doing his own thing, not even thinking about me. And I'm sitting here turning people down, refusing to go on dates mm -hmm. because I know that you're calling me to this. She yeah. said to her mom, <laughs> mom, it's just not worth it. So the next Sunday, and at this point, her and I, we didn't like each other. Like I had information from people that I had built up an understanding of not liking her as a person. Yeah. And she wow. had information from people that had built up this, this understanding that she didn't like me. Wow. So basically two people that don't like each other based off information they've been given, almost like, like the devil's planting all these little things, right? So yeah, she was like, she's like, I don't understand why, but I, I think I'm done waiting for this guy that I hate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so she goes to church and, uh, Mark calls her up and I don't even think at this point, Mark knows that he spoke into her life this way. Mm. So these situations, I feel like, like this is a perfect example of like a, a like a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, because it was like, he was so far removed from it. That he's like, I'm going to say this. I don't know what it means, but it might mean something to you. And he was like, the ball is not in your court. The ball's in God's court. And he's telling yeah. me to tell you that it's worth it. Mm. Wow. The <laughs> night before she was saying, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. 
The next day she goes to church, she gets a word saying, it's worth it. I don't know what that means, but God's saying it's worth it. Right. So that's, she, that's cool. She literally, she put, she put her own wants aside and did that, you know, mm. in Montreal, I was, I had, I had finally come to a realize it. Like I seen her, it, this is a long story in itself too. I had seen her on Facebook. Um, I had reached out. I didn't have a computer. I didn't have anything. I was like living in a bachelor pad, working at like a, an agency for a fish factory. Like it was just pretty much like a lowest of lows kind of thing. Sounds like a killer job. It was actually pretty sweet, but it was like, it was, it was, it was tough times. And, uh, so I would go to the library and I just felt the urge to go onto Facebook at the library. So I went and you had to pay a certain amount to get a certain amount of time. So I paid, I'm waiting. I see her on Facebook. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't, I haven't known her for who she is. All I've known her is for what people have told me about her. So I'm going to try to build my own understanding and build a relationship, build a friendship. Right. And so I reach out to her. She doesn't respond. So I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't have a computer. It's not like I could just pull up my phone and be like, oh, she responded. I literally had to take two buses and a metro to get to the library and then use the the only change I had left. You know what I mean? So I went back the next day and I'm like, I need to see if she responded. So I go back and she had responded. So I, I sent her another message and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. No response, no response. And she was in the moment where she was like, she was fighting that. She's like, I don't want to get pulled into this false hope kind of thing, you know? But then sure enough, one thing led to another. She came to visit in Montreal. We started getting to know each other better and it eventually led to what God intended. Mm. So many yeah. times we look at things and we're like, yeah, God wanted us to be together but more than that, like, I feel like it's about our kids. Like, not to say it's not about us being together, but it's about, like, what our kids are going to do. And if we're not there, if we're not together to bring our kids to life, so to say, mm-hmm. what, like, how, then he has to use someone else. And he could. Right. It's not a problem. Yeah. But just her being honorable in those situations, it was like, all those times, I wasn't ready my like mental it's kind of like when you you tell somebody to stop living in a sin that they're living in if they're not ready to receive the word it's just going to be taken as an insult or yeah yeah head, you know? For but sure. yeah that was that's that's the story of jenna and i man it's that's cool yeah you had told me part of that but that's i mean it's interesting to hear over again especially in light of like you know words of of knowledge or you know uh prophecy or and things like that you know what i mean so what was it? Was it two days ago? Was it on um was it on Saturday? I think it was on Saturday, right? On Saturday morning, um, I just had a strange feeling like I needed to ask you if you've received a word in a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't ever ask that question, like ever. I, <laughs> I usually avoid stuff like that just because I think that um it needs to happen naturally. Like if God's gonna re- reveal something to you, I believe like he's just gonna do it based on his timing. And this definitely was his timing. And he just, I just really felt strongly like you needed to receive a word for something. And I mean, it wasn't going to come for me. I had no idea <laughs> like what it would be. Like, I just had this weird, overwhelming feeling. And so you said, uh, <laughs> you're confused at first, like <laughs> received a word, like, 
God spoke to me about somebody else or like me getting <laughs> about me from somebody else. Like it didn't make much sense, but I felt strongly about that. And so we connected uh, with a guy that I know. Um, I won't name drop just cause I want to keep everything safe. I don't want to say his name. He's like, why'd you say that? Yeah, um, for sure. But connected with him and he's like, yeah, get on this, uh, this app. There's like these chat rooms, um, uh, like just Christians getting together, praying together, prophesying, things like that. And, you got up to pray and then all of a sudden he starts prophesying over you. And the the funny thing, <laughs> the funny thing is I started screen recording it on my phone and it said I was violating the rules and I was going to get kicked out of the group. <laughs> I, was like, I was just trying to do Aaron a favor. Um, so yeah. talk about, um, you don't have to like, I mean, you can say what it was, uh, but I just want to hear like what your feelings are on it. You know, two days later, um, where you're at with it and kind of, uh, what you're feeling. Yeah, man. Um, I won't go too far into detail. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things of the whole situation was, um, <clears throat> there were, I honestly, I thought the group that I was getting into was like one person prays and then he gives them a word and then one person prays and then he gives them a word. And so the first person had prayed and there was nothing he like, well, th there was something like he, prayed in tongues and then transitioned to the next person. And so <clears throat> to me, it was like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm down with this. Like I'm, I'm down for like not receiving a word right now and just praying into the children and the families and all of that, like we were praying for. Yeah. And, uh, as soon as I'm done praying, he's like, all right, I have a word for you. And I'm like, <gasps> no way. I was blown away. I did not know he was going to do that. I'm like, oh, here we go. This here is, uh, go. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, no, it kind of, it definitely caught me by surprise. Um, but I was actually driving while, like when we were praying, like at first I was in the house and then Houston and I had a bit of a back and forth and I was saying how like, I don't know, man, like I feel this put on my heart, but like. I don't know anybody and like this and that. And then yeah. I was just like, and you I snapped me a picture of you in the closet too. You're like, yeah. yo, I'm in my prayer closet. <laughs> yeah, man. I was surrounded by all these different clothes wrapped around me. That was so funny. But like, to me, it was like, I was like, I was nervous when I first started, like with the worship team at our church. Um, they used to have everybody like back in the day, like before COVID and stuff, they used to, we used to all go into a room and it was everybody volunteering. So the worship team, the audio team, the greeters, the ushers, everybody would go into this room and we would pray together. But it wasn't just like one person leads the prayer. They would do like, um, at first it was like, you just, you just prayed as you felt led to pray. And then they realized that a lot of people who weren't comfortable with praying, weren't stepping into that role. So they started volunteering people. So like, they're like, okay, this person's going to pray for this. This person's going to pray for this. And some people got offended by it, but I was like, sweet. Like this is pushing me to take that step, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I, I kind of felt that way. Like I kind of felt awkward about it at first, but then it was like, everybody's here. We're all praying. No one's, there's no judgment. You're literally saying what you feel is on your heart. And so I was sitting there. I was like, okay, I'm just, an, I just want to be an observer for this prayer group. Um, and then it was like, no. So like for anyone who wasn't in the group, you had to hit a button that basically raised your hand if you wanted to pray. Um, and so I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm in and hawing. And then I just felt a word. I just felt God put something on my heart 
regarding um, regarding strongholds and regarding generational curses within families. Yeah. And so it was like not even like a second thought. I just clicked it, put my hand up. And uh, I yeah. was I was shocked. I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this Bro. dude's going for it. <laughs> and I was nervous. I was nervous because I've never been on this app before. I didn't know anybody in that prayer circle. And I shouldn't be nervous, but I just was. I was like overwhelmed. And then you just pop your hand up. I'm like, dude, you're leaving <laughs> me behind. <laughs> Don't leave me. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was it was cool. So I, I put my hand up. We prayed. Um, and like I said, after he was like, okay, Aaron, I have a word for you. And I was like, sweet. So I, at that point, oh, that's what I was saying. So it started before I put my hand up, I was in my prayer closet and then I left because I was like, as soon as I put my hand up, I'm like, man, my kids are freaking out upstairs. They're throwing things at each other. Like, I just need to get out of here. And then Jenna was like, um, oh, she needed me to go get something from the store. Perfect like, timing. Perfect opportunity. Love Toss it. my AirPods in, leave. And so I'm driving. My turn comes up. And so I just, I prayed. And then when he started giving his word, I pulled over right on the side of the road, like not even like into a parking <laughs> lot, just four ways on, on the side of the Whoop. road. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so one of the, like, he just started, started giving some different things. And one of the things that jumped out to me the, the most was that, as soon as it was done and I checked my Snapchat and Houston was like, bro, you got a word. The next thing that you followed up with yeah. was don't let, don't let Satan take it. Don't let the devil take it, write it down. And For I was sure. like, I was like, I've never heard that before, but I was like, it makes sense. But I remember what was said. And then as mm-hmm. I'm about to write it, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm actually forgetting everything that was just said. It happens. Yeah. yeah. He straight up takes it. And and some will say, oh, no, that's just your memory. You're like spiritualizing it too much. No, he'll straight up take it. Yeah. And I, I felt, I honestly felt that. And so we just started back and forthing. And I was like, whatever we, we write down here, I'm going to screenshot and then I'm going right. to look into further. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of the things that were said, I don't know if we want to like if we want you to reveal too much. No, you don't have to get into any of it. I just kind of wanted to get your, you know, perspective on it like how you felt during that because but, it bro, came out of nowhere. Unexpected. Big time. Like and I had received the word back in the day. All all and it's not like I want to I want to hide anything. Um mm-hmm. but just because it's so so fresh. Yeah. I kind of want to like sit with God on it. Definitely. Yeah. Um you should. but not not be stagnant either, like move where I feel led to move. Right. Um, but back in the day, I received a, a prophetic word saying that I would, I would speak to the people with purple hair and holes in their face, the ones that were considered the social outcasts. And so like, that was always, that was the word I received and it didn't matter where I went. I would always click up well with the outcasts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I, I felt that strong in my life, but I never really, I was still running, you know? Yeah. So how how old were you when you got that word? Well, I was like four, 15. Did you have holes in your ears at that point? Did you have gauges? I don't think so. And I'm I can't gonna, say for sure though. Yeah, and and if you didn't, I'm going to guess that you probably didn't get gauges because of that word. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. I actually I started stretching because uh there were two reasons. The 
the the reason for people doing this in other countries mm-hmm. um, there's certain tribes that do it for different reasons and one of the reasons that i i've enjoyed it is because it's a sign of patience um if you go too quickly when you start stretching i don't know if you have any tattoos um no piercel um <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> what piercel no pure Oh, pure soul. Pure soul. Oh, they said pure soul. I pure was like, soul. oh, that's that's another word. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, so if you when you get tattoos, it's kind of addicting. Like it's a pain, but as soon as you get one, like anyone who has tattoos can vibe with what I'm saying right now. But it's the same with stretching your ears. Once you stretch, it hurts and it sucks and it burns. But then mm. once it heals, you want to do it again. And there's there's a there's an aspect of it that makes you want to just keep going and if you do that you'll blow your ears out so that's the aspect of of patience that that tribe has attributed to like people with really really big stretch yeah, I've seen ears, that, yeah. like in their lips they'll have stretched lips mm-hmm. stretch their necks all of those yeah. things yeah they has to be done gradually and if you don't have patience and self-control you're gonna blow your stuff out so so are you gonna go bigger or do you um, like I've, where they're at? Yeah, I've I've landed at an inch. Um, okay. I don't think I'm gonna go any bigger than that. Just because yeah. um, I like the look of that. I don't, not necessarily don't like the look of the other thing, but it is what it is. Um, I used to have zero. Is it zeros or ones? Like one of the smaller ones. Yeah. Like zero gauge. Like just bigger than a piercing. It was like a little tiny hole. Yeah. I had that I've for just a bit. You got rid of it, eh? Well, I really liked it, and I was going to go all out. Um, Don't but... point at me when you say all out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went all out, bro. You you stretched it pretty good. Yeah, but I just didn't. I don't know if I – I don't remember why, whether it was because my wife didn't want me to or what, but I just ended up doing it. And I wasn't going to – I mean, maybe I would have gone you know, an inch or something like that, but, yeah, I just didn't. I just took them out. We would have been little brothers. Yeah, that's right. I don't even wear earrings anymore, but they're not healed up, which is funny because I – I put a set of my uh, wife's stud earrings in there a few weeks ago and they went through. I'm like, Oh, I still got it. <laughs> yeah. I know not to be, not to insult you, but you'll pop your headphone out for a second and turn your head slightly. Yeah. So you got the attack. Look at this. I don't have, see that? I don't have the attached. I don't have attached. So I got the dangly lobes. So those are pretty attached, bro. Oh, bro. Yeah. That's, those are, that's look at that. that. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah prophecy uh, turned into attached or unattached earlobes yeah yeah but i forget where i was going with that uh you're just talking about i was asking you what age you were uh, when you got oh. that word and things like that yeah but you said you're about 14 or 15 and still running um, yeah so you he didn't do anything me. with the word you just got it and you're like okay that's it and it was yeah. like to me it was like oh you'll just people will find it easy to talk to you and i didn't really put it all together that like people will want to listen to you about the gospel. Mm. I thought it was just like, if I meet someone who's an outcast, they'll become my friend and I could bring them to church and I could teach them about God. But at no point did I think it was like, I will, I can literally go out and speak to hundreds of people, thousands of people who are considered outcasts and just teach them about the gospel in a way that they'll understand it in a way that they'll accept it. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like I, I, I'm sure you've spoken to some people 
<clears throat> where you're not going to use big fancy words and you're you're going to almost like not downplay the gospel but explain it in a way that's understandable that they can grasp you know right absolutely yeah and you have to do it with kids like you know that yeah every single kid you're not going to be like directly reading out of the king james <laughs> <laughs> i don't even read the king james myself but that's another that's another episode <laughs> yeah because i think never mind i was gonna say you're a king james guy aren't you no man i'm an esv guy oh dude so am i okay perfect esv nlt and then that's, message when I want to giggle. <laughs> that's God's favorite version. Hold on. Hold on. I'll, I'll show you. Well, I don't even know if it says it in here. I think mine says ESV. There we go. God's favorite translation. Oh. Bro, I'm actually not even reading out of the ESV in my my, my hard copy. Oh, yeah? So I'm what reading is? out of it. Mine's the NIV. Oh, the NIV? And right the ESV on. is what I have my my uh, phone Bible set to. I don't know why I thought you were a King James guy, but I don't know. I think for um, a bit when you and I just started talking, I was trying to like fully be into that only. And I said, get out of it, bro. bro it lasted like six and a half days, <laughs> not even kidding. a full week. It's <laughs> funny. Um, so a couple of things. I just wanted to bring up a couple of verses uh, for somebody who's like, well, you said this was theology and you didn't even read any verses. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we talked about how words of uh, knowledge or wisdom or a prophetic word um, should always be um, of building someone up, uh, not tearing someone down. Um, so 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their building and encouragement and consolation. Um, so then um, I want to read this too. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So prophecy is very, very important because um, it builds up the saints. Um, it edifies the, the, the listener. Um, so... I don't, I don't believe that you're just going to get downloads from God about every single person that you meet. Um, and I also don't believe that every day you're going to walk out of the house and get a prophetic word for somebody, uh, from somebody for your life. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah. Um, but it's every once in a while. And the other day I really felt like that was your day. You were going to receive one. And then boom, I didn't even tell the guy who gave it to you. I didn't even tell him, Hey, prophesy over my friend. I just asked about, um, the, IHOP prophecy rooms. I said, uh, international house of prayer is closed and I've been to the prophecy rooms before. Um, do you know anybody I can talk to? So he didn't even, he didn't even give me a word. Um, he ended up giving you a word, which was crazy. So, um, and the guy I'm talking about just super awesome guy. Love the dude. Um, I've known him for about, um, probably like eight years and just, oh man, he's like, he's in love with Jesus. Like, really, really good relationship with Jesus and very, uh, I wouldn't say very good friend of mine because we don't talk a whole lot. Um, but from the times that we have talked, just really great guy. So, um, but I do want to say this though. I, um, I think it is important to be open to it, even if it hasn't happened to you. Um, and whether it is receiving a word for somebody else or getting a word for yourself from someone, um, be open to receiving it because, you never want to close God off from, you never want to put him in a box and say, he's not going to do this. He doesn't do that. Yeah. Um, just give it a shot. 
if it's completely con uh you know um like in contradiction to what the word of god says then obviously that that person's a wacko <laughs> yeah. um, but you shouldn't close it off either just because of a bad experience or something that you heard or something like that you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think it's i think it's really important that that if you receive a word like obviously there are times where you'll be walking through well not for me if i'm going to be honest which is what we should always be striving for. Absolutely. Um, but I know people personally who have walked through places and been like, I feel like God is, is saying that um, like this person in your life will get better, you know? And then, then they find out that that person did get better. Mm -hmm. And so like, sometimes you have to like move on it right away. Like you feel something led by the spirit and you, you give that word. Um, yeah. but I also think it's really important to, to sit on stuff and not so much just like, okay, I, I feel like I have this word now I'm just going to hang out with it, but to spend hours seeking God and just making sure that it's something that God wants, because like there are, there are warnings in the Bible against speaking the wrong word about giving yeah. words that are to push your own agenda. Absolutely. And usually it's death. <laughs> like it's it's heavy. Like the punishment is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I don't want to get I don't want to get caught doing that. But on the flip side, I don't want to get caught not doing what God is calling me to do either. You know? Absolutely. Somebody going down a wrong path or being led to whatever because I I chose to to hold on to it, you know? One hundred percent. Um, also I will say this, um, I, you said that you wanted to possibly, uh, uh, insert a clip from Maddie, um, talking about, um, like prophecy and things like that. Is that true? No, you're lying. Okay. Never mind. What did you're you say about Maddie? Maddie Mon what do you say about <laughs> Maddie Montgomery? Um, yeah. Did you say yeah. you wanted to throw something in? That part's true. Yeah. So it, but That's it was in, <laughs> no, the part about that. Maddie Montgomery was true. That was a half true. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, it was pertaining to, um, hearing the voice of God. Okay. Cause that's what I was going to go into next. Cool. Then this um, would be a perfect transition. Perfect. Um, so we'll plug so, that in. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Um, other than when I'm hearing it with the listeners, um, when it comes out, <laughs> cause I usually don't even hear the podcast until you're done and you upload it. <laughs> I'm like, it's a surprise when it comes out on midnight, uh, on yeah. Friday. So, um, but I Except will say it's this. weird because you do have access to the YouTube account so at any point you could hop in there <laughs> I, I like i like the the anticipation it yeah. feels good i, I, I wish like, i could have that yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah i anticipate sorry, the response that people have from it there so you go. there's cool. anticipation in both sides right on so we'll plug so. that in uh somewhere in here yeah, um, right here and as i was looking at it i began to get this supernatural courage and what I mean, what I mean is, is this, I begin to think God's thoughts about Daniel. Now people talk about hearing the voice of God and, and a, a good friend of mine, Elijah, he explained it like this. And I thought that was so, this is so good. He said way more often than I hear God's uh, voice. I think God's thought. I begin to think things about people that there's no way I ever could have known that unless God put it there. 
right? I begin, I begin to, to have a depth of affection toward the person uh, that I'm speaking to. And I realize that the love I have for them goes beyond my capacity to love. This must be God, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, um, a lot of people I talk to, um, they'll say, well, how do you, how do you know it's God speaking to you? Um, and how do you know it's just yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know God actually does speak today? Um, things like that. Um, I think a lot of times when people say God told me something, um, it gives people the, um, impression that God spoke audibly to them. Um, yeah. which I do believe that can happen because mm-hmm. I have heard stories about that. Um, but I don't believe that's a normative. Like, I don't believe that's a normal scenario that happens. Um, at, I mean, at least in my life. Um, yeah. Basically, when I hear, so if, if, I, if anyone ever hears me say, hey, God told me this, um, first of all, I don't hardly ever say that. I usually say, hey, I feel like the Spirit is leading me to talk about this or say yeah, this. Same, uh, same. Um, but it, like hearing God's voice, um, for me, it's never been an audible voice. Um, but it is something that you can't shake. Um, something, it's like a thought that pops into your mind out of nowhere that has authority tied to it. And it does not feel like your own thought. Um, it's an overwhelming feeling that it's come from some other source besides your own mind. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, So most of the time when I hear God speak to me, it's literally just a thought that comes into my head that I know that I could not have produced on my own Yeah, um, is basically what that comes down to, which I think might simplify it for a lot of people. Cause I think a lot of people just wait for an audible voice and say, well, God's never spoken to me before. But then maybe when they hear this, that it's literally just a random thought that comes out of nowhere that carries authority and weight. Maybe it'll ring a bell. Like, Oh my goodness. Like maybe that has happened because I feel like there's been instances where it has happened in the past and then it opens you up for that experience in the future to where you're not listening or looking for an audible voice, but rather just praying and letting God drop thoughts into your spirit and your mind. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say like we're, we're oftentimes the same person, you and I, mm. um, and this is another one where that's exactly it. Um, yeah. It's, and it's funny, you didn't know the verse, the, the clip that just played before what you said, but that's exactly it. It's literally (laughs) like the guy, it was Maddie was explaining how his friend described how he hears from God. Mm. And his description was like, I oftentimes don't hear an audible voice. I often, I don't, I don't hear the voice. I may not hear like, like. God directly saying this, but I'll think God's thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. It's so, that's exactly it. Like in a moment where I might be dealing with my own human emotions, whether I'm feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden I'll have a thought come into my mind that I could not have thought that in the state that I'm currently in. You know, 100%. Like we were that's talking it. yesterday about a situation and that's exactly what happened. I'm just, I'm driving along and all of a sudden this comes into my head. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's difficult because I know how God speaks to me, but to somebody else that might just be like, well, okay, coincidence, you know, right, but it's right, like, right. it's, it's having your, your mind and your heart in the right place 
and understanding how God speaks to people. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard of the song Voice of God by Dante? Dante Bowman? Is it Bowman? Uh, Bow. Dante uh, Bow. Is it pronounced Bow? I know there's an end at the, there's Bo- an e at the end. Bowie? Bowie? I always pronounced it Bowie, mm, but it might yeah. be Bow. I don't know. I'll ask him later when I chat with him. Um, <laughs> that's that's not out of the realm of possibilities at this point. <laughs> at this point, it's not. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> um, but so I'm just going to read you something real quick. Okay. I, I'm a slow reader, so it might not be real quick. But it's all good. It starts off, the lyrics of the song start off by saying, I can hear it in the crackle of a bonfire. I can hear it in the middle of the ocean water. Oh, I just can't explain, but it makes me want to cry. I can hear it when the rain falls on my window seal, on a playground where children's laughter lives. Oh, I can I just this song is so beautiful, man. Like literally as I listen to it, I literally feel what he's talking about mm. and it's like so a bonfire, the middle of the ocean, um as the rain hits his window seal, a playground where children's laughter lives, the sound of of um like grandmama telling you where you come from, um, like the laughter of someone you love. It's like the birds chirping. Like there's so many different ways that you can, if you're willing to just open yourself up to receive a word from God, anything can speak to you. God can speak to you through anything. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like I'll link that song below in the podcast. Um, Perfect. So I'll I'll throw the, the link in the description, but Honestly, it's so beautiful. And just the emotion that he has as he sings the song, the emotion that it evokes is like, you can actually, you can tell that he's had these experiences for himself. And so as you go through it and then it's like, oh my goodness, that happened to me one time, you know, it's like, you can actually start to see and piece it all together on how God might speak to you. It might be an audible voice. It might be a sound of thunder. It might be, but there was a guy that goes to my church. He was explaining to me how he felt God speaking to him, but it was in all opposites, like calm rapids. And like, it, that's just, that's just the beauty of how God speaks to people. Mm-hmm. He speaks to you in a way that you can understand his majesty and his glory. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, Yeah, he's not he's not limited to where he has to speak to everyone the exact same way. Exactly. No doubt. Um, A couple of things and then I'll be done unless you have something else. But two very important things. And you already said one of them, because on Saturday I told you write down what uh, the the word was, because the devil will take it. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing applies when you have dreams. I'm just going to say it like, <laughs> like, cause literally I, I, and same thing with dreams because you can literally have a prophetic dream. And as soon as you wake up, it starts going, like yeah. it's like disappearing. You have to write it down as quickly as possible. Have, um, have a journal just like you showed at the beginning of the episode. So for people listening, you, have a journal. I have a question for you. Yeah. How would you say, you know, you're having a prophetic dream. How would you know when you wake up that that was prophetic? I had a nightmare yeah. last night. I'll tell you about after. Okay. Okay. Um, a prophetic dream, uh, you know, it's prophetic when you wake up or it it can either be while the dream is happening 
the Lord speaks to you and say, says, this is prophetic. Now, when we say speak to you, we've just talked about this. It's a thought within the dream that this is important. I need to pay attention to it. And okay. within the dream, that can definitely happen. And the, if, the, if it is of God, the second way is when you wake up the Lord, it, like you feel just like the presence of God on you and you cannot shake what just happened um, being um, something that was definitely of the Lord. Um, so whenever it's a prophetic dream and you wake up from it, if you feel overwhelmed, like that was a dream I need to pay attention to, like you're saying you have a nightmare you want to talk to me about, talk to me about it. If, if you feel like if for any reason the Lord is highlighting it to you, it's definitely from him. Dang. Um, oh man, now, this is, it, it's, everything is making so much more sense about this dream <laughs> as you say it, but you really, yeah, continue. Okay. Um, now if something bad happens in the dream. It doesn't always have to be literal. It can be figurative. Um, it can be metaphorical. So yeah. it is important to seek God about the dream after you've had it. Pray about it and let him speak to your spirit about it. Um, speak to other people too. Every time I have a dream that I know is spiritual from God, I always confide in a brother or two and get their input on it. Um, so that's very important. I will say this, uh, for those who believe in the gifts of the Spirit, even for those who don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, um, pay very close attention to this and don't block God out on this. If I wake up um, from a dream or if I get a prophetic word and I start forgetting it, whichever scenario, if I start forgetting what's been spoken or given to me prophetically, I will start speaking in tongues. Ooh. I heard this from a, from a guy, uh, a pastor, several, probably six, seven, eight years ago. He said, start speaking in tongues and the enemy won't take it. And the Lord will begin to restore to you um, what was said and then write it down. I promise you, do it. It works every single time. That's my awesome. store. My storage is full. <clears throat> we got to get you a cell phone, my friend. <laughs> well, actually, I'm actually going to just um, segue into this. Yeah. And I'll use your uh, your uh, footage from here. Cool. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's that's actually super cool. Um, a lot of times, like I, I'm pretty sure I've told you that a lot of times I'll pray in tongues if I don't know what to pray. Like if my mm. mind can't think of what to pray, yeah, I start flowing in tongues and it feels like it feels like it's more of a deep prayer and it's more connecting on the exact topic that we need to be talking about, uh-huh. even though I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. For anybody 100%. who's never prayed in tongues, that sounds like complete, like that doesn't make any sense. Um, but for those of you who do or have experienced it, for sure, that will make sense to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's funny because I actually, when I said I had a nightmare last night, it's kind of a joke. It was kind of a joke when I said nightmare. Um, okay. Cause I said the same thing to Jenna and it was a nightmare. You'll understand when I explain it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me when we got off, get off of here. Cause I'm really interested in hearing what it, what it was now. Y- yeah. No, I'm actually going to say it right now before we hop off. Oh, for yeah. sure. Because <laughs> okay. I think I We're going to go I, all out. Okay. Yeah. I think that you could, you might be able to elaborate a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, so this was, this will take two minutes. Yeah. So I had a dream that I jumped over something and I had my phone out of its case, never goes out of its case, but I jumped over like a gap, a clearing. And it was probably like a, maybe a 10 foot drop. My phone fell to the ground and shattered. And so I jumped down to get it 
And as soon as I picked it up, I noticed that the back was pulled apart. The front was pulled apart. Everything. It was just like a bunch of pieces. And I, I tried putting it back together and I was trying to convince myself, no, I could still use it. It's still good. I can still, I can still do what I need to. And so I was like, I woke up and I felt like as if I just had a nightmare, like where you're, you wake up and your heart's racing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, kind of like a joke. Cause I was like, I know like, it's just a cell phone. Yeah. It's just uh, like, a, like it's just money to replace it. It's not a big deal. Right. But it was like this understanding of like how devastating that material object was to me. Mm. Like how, how devastating it was to lose that material, that materialistic object. Yeah. Yeah. And so like in, in everything that you were just saying, like how you wake up and you feel like the spirit might be speaking to you through that, like spend time with God seeking it. I was just like, in my head, I was like, it's just a dream, a crappy one. Cause I like my phone. Right. But then it's like, like, what was God trying to say to me through that? Because I woke up feeling like it was heavy. Like it wasn't just a normal dream. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how it happens. And that's so, how you it's, know, it's funny that right before that I was like heavily into my phone like that night before I was like, just kept getting pulled into it, pulled into it. Yeah. So yeah, it just makes me think that, that God was saying like, if this were to happen right now, would you be upset? You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. if I got to smash your phone into seven little pieces. Would you, would you, would it turn your stomach? Would it change your heart? Mm, and that, <laughs> that's good. And it sounds like in your dream, it didn't change your heart, but instead you pursued putting it back together and thinking that you could still work it out, um, by doing something yourself instead of saying, that's not important to me. And I'm going to continue going forward Mm -hmm. where the Lord has me going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, I haven't prayed about (laughs) what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but just first, first, like feeling that I get about that would be, yeah, you, you were distracted by, by that when the Lord wants you to go forward and you tried putting it together in your own power, the Lord is saying like, forget about that. It's not important, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's the cool thing. Like now I have this journal. Now I get to write things down as I go along. Write that sucker down. Dreams, yeah. prophecies. Good. Everything. Good. I love it, man. That's All a right, good man. way to end. That's Bro, that's good, man. We stayed pretty close to our time frame. Right on. That feels good too. Good, man. (laughs) All right, man. I think that just about sums it up. If anyone has any questions or comments, comment below. Reach out to us individually. We'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. All right, man. I'll catch you on the next one. All right. Peace, man. See you, bro. So there's the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Also, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, our Instagram, and be super blessed.